This is Young Jeffrey, the Young Jeffrey Show. Uh, today we have an amazing topic. This is the Relationship Chronicles Part 5. Uh, today we're going to talk about love versus lust. Now, I'm going to somewhat preach today. I'm not going to go too far when it comes to you know trying to keep you keep your ear longer than I need to. But I feel that this is a very, very important part of the series. And I feel like this is... Um, Something that I need to nail home because there's a lot of uh, conflicting things in the world and society that you will hear about this particular topic that is not in alignment um, with what you should be hearing, what you should be taking in and absorbing. So I'm going to give you my two cents uh, and then leave it there for you to process the information now. We have love versus lust. People have the different definitions of love, but they never really talk about the definitions of lust. People automatically think that lust means that, you know, I feel a certain way sexually, you know, towards another human, another person. Uh, and that is very, it's a small part of the posse. Lust is a spirit and a flesh confliction. It is a spirit and a flesh contrast. See, in life, we're either feeding one of two things. We're feeding our flesh and we're feeding our spirit. Now, whatever decisions you make in life are feeding one of the two mechanisms. When you feed one more than the other, the one that you feed the most will be the strongest. Most people, they're easily distracted. They're engaged in things that they shouldn't be engaged in. Therefore, their flesh will be stronger than their spirit because they feed their flesh time and time again. And over time, your flesh will be stronger. A lot of people, the more spiritual people, feed their spirit more often than their flesh because they don't give in to the flesh's um, demands, which is known as temptation. Now, your spirit can be fed with knowledge, with reading, with audio books or podcast or having a mentor or being around certain positive vibes or you know listening to certain things talking and getting things off your chest bouncing ideas off of people you feed your spirit with the connection and a relationship with god with learning and taking god's grace when you make mistakes instead of making the same mistake over and over again when you feed your spirit more than you feed your flesh it will be stronger than your flesh but we live in a world that doesn't honor doesn't praise that doesn't celebrate feeding your spirit more than your flesh because if you did then it wouldn't be so easy to fall into that rabbit hole right so let's talk about lust for a second when you're in a relationship there's always going to be somebody that looks way better than your girl or your guy there's always going to be somebody that's way smarter. There's going to be somebody that makes more money. There's going to be somebody that's more appealing in a lot of different areas, right? But when it comes to what I talked about early in the series, when it comes to commitment, see, when you made the commitment to be with this person, you made the commitment when you were in a certain mood, right? So if that mood passes or that mood has a lapse somewhere in the pathway and what we call love in this journey, if there's a lapse somewhere in that journey where you feel like you're getting off course, Right. You have to remember and honor your commitment. Right. So it's easy to say, well, you know, today I'm not in that same mood that I was in a year and a half ago, but I did make a commitment. 
I did make a commitment and I'm going to honor that commitment. And I'm going to give all I can in this relationship to honor, be faithful and stay the course. Feed my spirit in a certain way, cope with this situation and hope that it doesn't come up again, which is going to come up again. Because there's going to be some moments where you feel weak, your weakest. Right. But that's your flesh. Right. That is your flesh. See, one thing about that I've learned with a lot of um, young people in relationships is that a lot of people don't want to live with conviction anymore. A lot of people don't want to don't want to live by God's words. They want to live by God's word at all. They want to do their own thing. They want to live by society standards or their standards or what their friends are doing or what somebody told them, not what God told them. See, a lot of people are getting confused as if they can just go through life doing what they want to do and not have to face that, not have to keep the same energy at the later point. Right. You have to live with conviction. You have to live with conviction. I want to live with this person before. I get married. I want to have casual sex. You know, I want to get high every day. I want to drink all the time. You know, I want to I want to do whatever I want to do. And not have to face the consequences and repercussions of my actions. And that is not how life works. That is not how life works. All right. My stance on casual sex. Is. Here's the thing with casual sex, you know, and I'm going to be in a very, very small group. I'm going to be in the minority for sure when I thought I say this. But when you have sex with someone, right, your spirits collide. Your spirits collide. You give off a piece of yourself to the other person that you're having sex with. Right. So if you've had sex with 50 people. You've given a piece of yourself to 50 different people. And those 50 different people out there have a piece of you in their subconscious that will be there in their subconscious for the rest of their lives. Everybody that you had sex with, you have a piece of them in your subconscious. And you have to walk around and live with that in your spirit for the rest of your life. And a lot of people don't take that seriously enough. I'm going to have sex with everybody. I'm going to get a nut. I'm going to have fun. Later on, I'll settle down. That's not how life works. That's not how life works. That's how people become damaged. People become damaged because not only have they been wronged in relationships, I've only had they've been done dirty, pushed to the side, run over by a bus, all of that. They now have all of these people in their subconscious. All their actions, all their behaviors, all their wrongdoings in their subconscious. And they walk through life. They walk through life with all of this baggage. That they can't shake off of them because it's always going to be there. Good or bad. It's always going to be there. Right? See, some people know how to manage it better than other people. So, they don't show it. But certain things that they do, certain things that they expect is based off of the baggage that they have accumulated over time before they met you. 
and that includes sex. So when you're lusting after somebody, remember, there's 50, 60, 100, 300 people that have lusted the same way that you're lusting right now. And if 10% of those people scored, if 10% of those people got to the finish line and got what they wanted out of the situation, she or he is walking around with those people in his subconscious. And they too will become a piece of you. So I don't take casual sex lightly. I don't take casual sex lightly. People like to have sex with people, disregard it. But living with conviction with me, I'm not going to have sex until I've identified my wife. Or if I've identified my husband. Because you don't have to make negotiations with your body. Women have sex with men for two reasons. You have sex with a man because one, you wanted it as bad as he did. Or two, you felt pressured or coerced into having sex because of a few reasons. Because you either felt that you needed to do that to keep him. Or he's going to get it from somewhere else. Or there's a litany of reasons as to why women feel pressured. Maybe you did kind of say no. But you felt like he was kind of trying to nudge you into that direction. So you gave in. You don't have to make negotiations with your body. You don't have to make negotiations with anybody regarding what you want to do with your life. All right. If you don't want to have sex with somebody, if you don't want to commit with somebody, if you don't want to live with somebody, if you don't want to take drugs or drinks from somebody, whatever, whatever that can alter your life, you don't have to make negotiations with that. You make decisions based on what you feel, based on what you feel is right for you and in your life at that time. You don't have to make negotiations with that. People making negotiations with partners that don't even deserve them. I don't understand it. You don't. A lot of the shit that we see now is not normal. People getting high every single day. People popping pills. All these addictions. I'm seeing all this molestation and rape. All this coercion. People in and out of court. People just having sex with any and everybody. Going on trips. Coming back. I had sex with 10 people. People don't want to live with conviction anymore. People don't want to face what's wrong. What's the underlying issue? What's causing you to have to do this? Why are you? Why do you feel like you have to have sex with everybody that you see that's attractive? Obviously, you're not being fulfilled because you're continuously empty, trying to chase a certain feeling. And after you get that feeling, it's gone. Now you're out trying to get it again. If you were fulfilled, you wouldn't have 80 bodies. You wouldn't have a hundred bodies. It's not fulfilling. It's very temporary. It's very instant gratification. Because if you're having sex with somebody that doesn't fulfill you, that you don't value, that you're not that you don't love, that you don't cherish, that you don't honor, if you're having sex with them, it's not gonna mean anything once you bust your nut. It's not gonna mean anything once you catch your nut. Live with conviction. So love versus lust. When I say love versus lust, I don't just mean in relationships. I mean spirit versus flesh. What are, what are things in life that enhance you, right? 
physically, working out, eating the right foods. You ever notice your body responds best to single ingredient whole foods, right? Natural sources of food. An apple is an apple. Very simple, right? Tomato is a tomato. Asparagus is asparagus. It's single ingredient. It's not high fructose corn syrup, mango, citrate, or extract. None of that. None of the stuff on the back of the label that you can't pronounce. An apple is literally an apple. Orange is an orange. Grapes is grapes. Your body responds better to natural sources of food. Right? So you would feel that people would honor that. You that will honor their temple by giving their temple whole single ingredient foods that are natural. But they don't. They give their body simple carbs. They give their body refined sugars, the cereals, the cakes, the cookies, the pastas, the breads. You think your body needs bread? If you go to a trainer and your trainer says, yeah, you should you should eat some bread. You need a fucking new trainer. You think your trainer is going to tell you that you need oatmeal cookies? That you need that big old bowl of pasta at lunch with all that Alfredo sauce on it? If they do, you need a new fucking trainer. You need a new fucking nutritionist. New dietitian. All of that. Fire all of them. Because they shouldn't tell you that. You don't need anything that a man has made in your body. We eat it. A lot of people crave it. You crave those Skittles. You crave that bag of chips. <laughs> you crave these things. They're good. And if you live by a certain rule, you can fit some of these things into your diet. They have a small place. There's a small place for all foods. I don't believe in cutting out food groups long term. I don't feel it's sustainable. And I don't feel that you have to put yourself through that. Seeing as though you've already developed certain cravings throughout your life. And... Uh, certain mechanisms you can get around fitting some of these things into your diet just as long as it's a small part of your diet but your body doesn't need it you don't need starburst you don't need cookies you don't need cake you don't need ice cream you don't need bread i don't care if it's whole wheat you don't need it you don't need pasta all right you don't need these foods but we eat them anyway even though we know that we don't need them we crave them because we're feeding our flesh, right? Your spirit doesn't need the distractions. Your spirit doesn't need the constant sin and the constant taxing of the willpower that we put ourselves through every day. We deserve to live with conviction. We deserve to do the right thing. We deserve to take God's grace that we've been given all this time. To take God's grace. See, that, see a lot of people think they're getting away with shit. The energy always comes back, but in a different form. You might have not have to deal with this shit, but what if your daughter does? You might have to deal, not have to deal with the shit, but what if your nephew does? What if your son does? What if your wife does? What if your husband does? What if your fiance does? And it's in another form, and you actually have to watch that manifest and watch them suffer because of some shit that you did. All right? So if you can identify the change... And if you can identify the issue, then you know better. You know better. All right. See, you could if you feel like you 
have gone through something, you've done something, you've lusted, you sinned, but you can now identify it in your conscience. Like, okay, I'm this ain't right. I'm fucking up. If you if you get that feeling, if you can identify it right there in that moment, then you have the ability to change it. You have the ability to stop. Even though you ain't been exposed yet, take that grace. Take that grace and say, you know what? I'm turning over a new leaf right now. I've already identified it. It came to my mind. They ain't right. Fuck it. I'm moving on. And move on with your life. Take that grace right there in that moment. All right? Because the thing about life is God might give you 9, 10, 11, 12 chances to get it right. But when he come down, I'm going to have to come down on your heart. Because obviously the last 12 times you didn't take the grace. The last 12 times you didn't live with conviction. You didn't listen. You didn't live by my word. I told you what to do. But yet you want to listen to this world. You want to listen to this society more than you listen to me. All right. Some people call it the universe. Some people call it energy. Some people say God. Whatever you live by, whatever your belief system is, it remains the same. You cannot put out negativity. You cannot put out sin. You cannot put out bad vibes and expect nothing but fruitfulness to come back to you. It does not work that way. You have to live with conviction. You have to live by what you know and what you have been taught is right. In order to reap the benefits of a good life. In order to receive greatness, to view greatness, you have to put the work in and you have to live the right way. You have to treat people the right way. You have to treat yourself the right way. And feed your spirit more than you feed your flesh. Temptation, pride, sin runs people into the ground. And everybody goes through it. Everybody goes through the lust. Everybody goes through some type of vice or addiction. Weakness. I get it. I've been there. I get it. It's hard. It's hard to live with conviction. It's hard to tell yourself I'm fucking up. And I need to make the change. But you can do it. You can come over to the other side and say I'm going to take the grace. And I want to change my life. It's never too late. It's never too late. Once you can identify and you ain't been exposed yet for the bullshit that you're doing or that you think you're getting away with, you ain't getting away with it. You've just been given some grace. You've been given some mercy. You ain't getting away. I see what you're doing. I, I see what you're doing. But I'm also giving you a chance. That's all it is. Is a chance to do the right thing. I'm giving you a chance to identify and turn over a new leaf. But if you don't, I'm going to expose you and turn it over for you. One of the two. So I just encourage people out there to live with conviction, you know, to feed your spirit. Do what you feel you need to do to remain as pure as you can. Like I said, none of us are perfect. None of us will be perfect. None of us will be free of mistakes. None of us will be free of weakness, you know, but we've been given this thing 
called grace and mercy, man. And it's just a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful feeling to know that somebody has your back as much as God does. Somebody has your back. Somebody wants to see you succeed. Somebody wants to give you grace. Some people, you know, somebody will look over you, you know, and bring you through some of the toughest situations, some of the biggest weaknesses. Allow you to overcome and change your life, man. I just feel like that's just powerful. I got to put that out there, man. So, you know, like I said, the sex, the casual sex, the drugs, the constant getting drunk and everything like this shit is not normal it's not normal you know it's become socially acceptable and casual sex has just become just just that i can get it anywhere it's socially acceptable i'm not expected to wait till i'm married anymore i'm not expected to wait till i've identified my wife or my husband to give my body to release myself into their subconscious for the rest of their life I'm not expected to do that no more. I'm expected to smash. I'm expected to do whatever I want to do, to be loose. Right? I just I just encourage people to, to be different. Be exclusive. Be exclusive. I don't I don't I don't have to fuck you. Like, it's that simple. I don't I don't have to fuck you. I can say no. I can abstain. I can learn you in a different way. I don't have to live with you. I don't. I can learn you in a different way. I can learn you in a deeper way. I don't have to. I don't have to take 10 drinks. I take one, take my ass home. I don't have to smoke with you. I don't have to pop that pill. I don't have to drink lean. I don't have to inject. I don't have to do none of that. I can do what I want to do. I can take control of my life. I can take the grace that I've been given and make a difference. I can feed my spirit. I can feed other people's spirit. I can pour into people. I can make sure that I'm what I'm doing is impacting the, impacting the world and giving off a positive light into the world. When you make a decision, say, is this going to give off a positive light as a representation of myself to the world? And if the answer is no, you shouldn't be doing it. Would my mom be proud of this? My dad be proud of this? Would God be proud of this? If you got to think about that hard, it's probably probably no. All right? Because that's not what you've been taught. It's not what's been embedded in you. You're just doing it because you have this barrier around you. Not realizing that that barrier is a cage. Release yourself. Release yourself, come up to the other side, live with conviction, take the grace before you get exposed. All right. So love versus lust. Love versus lust. Are you feeding your spirit or your flesh more? What are you listening to? Who are you listening to? Who are you around? Which side of you is stronger? Which side of you makes better decisions? Which side of you makes the decisions? Right? I'm going to give you this one example before I close. If you're a man and you're 15, 20, 25, 
and you're constantly feeding your flesh. You're constantly distracted. You constantly lack discipline, consistency, conviction. Then you get 25, 26, 27, 28. When your emotions have developed, when your mind has developed, and it's time for you to make those critical primary decisions, positions, I'm sorry, decisions that's going to affect you for the rest of your life. You're expected to make those primary decisions, 25, 26, 27, 28, that's going to affect you for the rest of your life. You make those decisions at that point based off of what your flesh has developed and what your spirit has developed. Is that are those decisions, those critical decisions, are they going to be based off of the conviction or the distractions that have accumulated and that you've collected up to that point? And the primary deciding factor of what side of you is going to be making those critical decisions at that age are going to be based on what you fed more the 10 years prior. Your flesh or your spirit. Love versus lust.